Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and we are back. Now we're going to talk about facing death and living life. My guests are Dr. B.J. Miller, M.D., and Shoshana Berger, and they are co-authors of the new book, A Beginner's Guide to the End, Practical Advice for Living Life and Facing Death. Uh, Dr. B.J. Miller is a hospice and palliative care physician who has worked in many settings, inpatient, outpatient, hospice, and home, and now sees patients and families at the USCF Helen Diller Family Comprehensive Cancer Center. He speaks all over the country and beyond on the theme of willing, living well in the face of death. And he's been profiled in the New York Times and interviewed by Oprah Winfrey, Tim Ferriss, and Krista Tippett. Shoshana Berger is the Global Editorial Director of IDEO, where she's worked on projects ranging from the end of life to modern Judaism to school lunch. She was senior editor at Wired and has written for New York Times, Wired, Popular Science, Marie Claire, and Salon, and she co-founded the DIY design magazine, Ready-Made, turning it into a book, Ready-Made, How to Make Almost Everything. Welcome, uh, Dr. Miller, welcome, BJ, and Shoshana. Thanks, Patricia. Thank you, Patricia. Okay. All right, so let's let's ask you both this question. I'll start with uh, BJ. How have your personal experiences shaped the approach for this book? Well, um, you know, I, I have, I suppose, one way in is, is as, uh, as a child, I grew up with a mother who had post-polio syndrome, and I've been around disability my, my whole life, and seen the world through the eyes of living with chronic illness, mm. up close and personal, from day one, and, and that's a huge piece of the puzzle for me. Uh, just nav- and then and then becoming disabled myself, and when I was nineteen from electrical burns, and then I was a, a patient myself, and not just a proxy for all this, but in in the thick of dealing with illness, trauma, and the healthcare system, and then I went into medicine, and um, and my specialty is called hospice and palliative medicine, and I chose that for all sorts of reasons, but. Um, so I guess the answer to your question, though, Patricia, the, the work and my, my piece of the puzzle informing the, the, the book's uh, genesis and the way it appears is that those, those are the lenses that, 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 that I'm seeing the subject through. Mm, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. So we, we teach others what we need to learn most for ourselves. <laughs> that's always been my motto. Yeah, yeah. That's which, true. And I'll just, yeah, sorry to interrupt you. I'll just say, I mean, I think they're, Everyone will have a way. I mean, part of our joy with this subject is it affects everybody, and everyone will have their yeah. way in. Um, there's yeah. no such thing as truly an expert in this. We all have, we all find our way to it. I I agree, and I think that we learned from the other people that we're helping. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. That's right. Yeah. All right, Shoshana, tell us uh, what you, how your personal experiences shaped the approach to this book. Well, I love the point you just made about teaching others what we need to learn ourselves. That was certainly the project of this book for me because I had, my father had just died and I had uh, been his 
caretaker, he had dementia, and it was a long and difficult death over five years. And I just was so clueless about how to be a good caregiver to him and how to help him have the kind of death he might have wanted to the point where when he died, my sister and I sat in the room where he lay cold and sat down at the computer and Googled, what do you do after someone dies? We, we didn't even know to call the funeral home. Um, and so I thought to myself, you know, if we're having trouble with this, we're, you know, college-educated people, there's probably a lot of people out there who need help with this experience. And, of course, in this culture, we, we rarely talk about it. We, we really, it's a taboo topic. So we wanted to break those taboos and, and invite people into the conversation, give them some help. Yeah, and speaking of that, I think I'd like you to address those taboos like fear and shame and guilt, which, um, you know, play a part. How would you both say we can better cope with those emotions? BJ? Yeah, I mean, this is where I think the subject gets, I mean, obviously, the subject is deeply personal. We all will have our experiences with loss, illness, death, et cetera. So, um, and as things go, you know, we're not, there's no such thing really as autonomy. We're not, we don't experience life in a vacuum. And um, so much of what has shaped a contemporary experience around illness and death has to do with these sort of current cultural overlays. Um, and, and a big one these days, you know, really I'd say, you know, I don't know, last you could track it to the sort of technology revolution and industrial revolution really, in the last 150 years where, where death is, an, is the enemy and we're going to invent our way through it, you know, and with enough industry and hard work, you know, any, you can do anything. Um, anything's overcomable. Well, that's, it's inspired language and an inspired concept much of the time, but sometimes it falls very plainly flat and it's absolutely inadequate. And so we have... Currently, we've got this, we've, in, we've inherited this, this general gist that death is the enemy. And so who wants to be seen cavorting with the enemy? You know, this is, uh, and this is our language. We, uh, you know, he or she's a survivor or he or she succumbed, succumbed to illness or lost the battle. I mean, we reveal ourselves in all sorts of ways, including our language. And so all of those cues might, might leave you feeling ashamed to be dying, um, you know, and that, that's why we started our book, Shoshana. I mean, our first line is, there's nothing wrong with you for dying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 it's a very, it's a hard thing when not only do you have to be sad or lonely or depressed, but then you have to be embarrassed to feel those things on top of it. And uh, Shoshana and I are trying to kind of push back on that and, 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 and be shamed, something that is entirely natural and entirely yeah. beyond our fault. I, I want to ask you something, and this is more for the person, the caregiver in this situation, or the family member that's watching this. If there's something that needs to be said to that loved one to make peace, and if it's a hard thing to say, should it be said so that when that person passes, the other person feels like at least they tried? What's your feeling about words that you use and emotions that you express when the person's dying? Shoshana? Mm, that's, a, that's a really good question. And again, I'll just echo BJ's point that this is such a deeply personal and individual experience that people have to do what's right for them and what's right for their family. But we will say that 
there, it is never too late to reconcile with someone. It is never too late to heal some of those old wounds, to open something up um, that may have been long lingering and long festering. And we have some amazing stories in the book about, for example, a veteran who um, was estranged from his family and estranged from his son and was dying and gravely ill in the, in the VA hospital. And the nurse called the son and said, do you want to come and see your father before he dies? And he reluctantly said yes and came to see his father. And at first it was, it was quite chilly and very awkward for them to talk. They hadn't spoken in 10 years. Mm. But then they started chatting and... Um, they had some coffee, and when the son left, the nurse said, you know, it would be great if you came in next week. He really could use a load of laundry done. And sure enough, the son came back, and he did a load of laundry for his father, and they kept talking. And this went on until the man died. And just before the man died, they had this moment where they were able to come back together and mm-hmm. embrace each other and and heal those wounds. And I, you know, there is no dysfunctional family out there on the planet. We all have our own complexity and dysfunction, and um, it's never too late to to address those things and and find each other again. But it does take two, correct? I mean, it ta- you know, you can only go so far. The other person has to be willing to open up. For sure, absolutely. And, you know, there may be times when, when that can't happen. Um, and, you know, there, there are ways to deal with that, too. We've talked to a lot of um, grief counselors who, you know, when you have someone who won't go to the t- come to the table with you, um, you know, there's a possibility after they've gone of writing them a letter, expressing what you needed to express to unburden yourself. Uh, and that can be very helpful. Yeah. Um, BJ, anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I think I want to just make a point that's, that's in, or draw out the point that was just made, which is it takes two. I think it's never too late to try uh, mm-hmm. to reconcile, but I think you have to watch your expectations. And um, I think a, a caution for all of us, you, you would ask, Patricia, whether, you know, is it okay, to, you know, to bring, is it always okay to bring certain things up? Um you know, I think we need to feel our way, but I think what I'm, one thing I'd encourage us all to do when we're asking ourselves that specific question is, am I, am I as a loved one or a caregiver, do I need to say these things for my own sake? You know, is it, is it possible here that I'm going to unburden myself but shift the burden onto the dying person? And, if you, and so caution lights should go off if that's, if that's, if that's the goal. Uh, I think the respect we owe the person who's actually doing the dying is that their feelings come first as a rule, as a rule, is a general generalization. So, you know, check yourself. Are you trying to get something off a monkey off your back? Cause you might actually just put it on somebody else's or are you genuinely trying to express how you feel and open up a conversation and be, be willing to go there with someone that's very mm-hmm. different. And you can do that in writing, too, correct? You could write someone and say, you know, I just want to let you know we had some wonderful times together, and I often think of those. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. Uh, in fact, we there's a woman in our book who we interviewed who sits with the dying, and, and 
actually midwife's letters for them. So, you know, is there something that you want to say to the people in your life um, as you leave the earth? You know, what, what do you want to say to the, to the people in your life? And she, um, you know, asks them some questions and then she composes a letter for them that they can give to people. Uh, you know, sometimes it's too hard That's to say. Yeah. yeah, it's really a lovely mm-hmm. practice. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to talk more to Dr. B.J. Miller and Shoshana Berger regarding their brand new book, A Beginner's Guide to the End, Practical Advice for Living Life and Facing Death. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation, Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hello, everyone, and we are back, and we are talking about something that's difficult, but we all go through it, and it's important. And that's facing death. My guests are Dr. B.J. Miller, M.D., and Shoshana Berger. And their book is A Beginner's Guide to Death, Practical Advice for Living Life and Facing Death. 
And Dr. Miller, MD, is a hospice and palliative palliative medicine physician who's worked in many, many settings. And Shoshana Berger is the global editorial director of IDEO, where she's worked on projects ranging from end end of life to many others. So we're talking to both of them about end of life issues. And you can log on to the website. Tell us the website, Shoshana and BJ. What is it? It is the initials of the book, an acronym of the book. So, A-B-G-T-T-E.com. A-B-G-T-T-E.com. All right. Right. Okay. And it's by Simon & Schuster, everyone. All right. So, let's talk a little bit about um, preparing. You know, for people who, you know, haven't prepared. I mean, they know it's coming, but they, they're kind of in denial or they haven't uh, prepared emotionally or physically, what, what would you say to them, whoever wants to go? Well, I can jump in. We'll, we'll, there's so much for us to say. I mean, I, I think it's really important that, and Shoshana, I try to caveat this. I mean, if you do all your homework, do all the preparation, have every conversation, et cetera, et cetera, I mean, if you do all that you're you know, on your to-do list around this stuff, it's still, it's still going to feel incomplete. Death is, you know, this is huge stuff, and it's, it, it can't be reduced to a to-do list. Um, now, so I think the idea around preparing and planning has two, is two things. Is one is to lessen the pain. It's almost like a harm reduction. You know, you can lessen the pain that's coming for yourself or your family, um, but you're never going to take it all away. So I mean, let's, let's get the goal clear. And the second reason I think that we find over and over again the reason to pay attention to our mortality is not just to minimize pain at the very end of life, but it's really, I think, what we'd all vote for here in this conversation is that we start thinking about these things earlier in life because pondering your, your finiteness, the limitations of life, of any one life, has a way of, has a quickening effect. It can, it can help you appreciate the precious life that you have why you still have it. And so, so those are the two aims of the book, the two reasons to think about these things sooner or earlier in life. But the bottom line is to, like, you start wherever you can and whenever you can. Um, it's not like a good death is waiting for you if you, have, if you do all your preparation and a horrible death is waiting for you if you don't do any. It's not so, it's not so tidy. It's not so concrete. Start where you are. You're never going to do away with all the pain. You might lessen it. You might find a little more meaning. So let's talk about, we only have a couple minutes left. So what do you want readers to take away from this book, both of you? What do you want them to feel and do after reading it? Well, I'll I'll start. I I think for me and BJ, the project was to open up a conversation and let people know that they're not alone in this. You know, we all are heads to the same place and, you know, we do so much to prepare to bring new life into the world, and there's yes. really nothing for the other yes. end. I mean, there's no what True. to expect when you're expecting for the other end of life. True. So that was really the work we were trying to do is to say, look, we're all invited to this party. It may not feel like a party, but let's, let's get together and make each other feel a little bit less alone. And we have a lot of practical advice in the book that helps people along. From very early on, um, you know, when, when your kid graduates college, that, that is a, a moment 
to have them make you their healthcare agent so that if they end up, you know, in an accident, God forbid, that you can speak for them at the bedside. Little um, moments like that, life cycle moments throughout life uh, can, can help you start that conversation. And then we walk people all the way through. We try to emotionally escort them through the moment of diagnosis how to deal with treatment, how to deal with doctors, hospitals, and, and how to navigate with family and how to navigate with your own fears and cope. So it's a very practical approach. Wonderful. BJ. Well, I, I, that all sounds great to me, too. And I think we've already talked a little bit about how um, my, I think my sort of favorite singular thing is that we all have this in common. It's a thing that is bedrock for all of us. And that um, it's not a failure. Dying is not a failure. It's one thing you don't, you, you can't fail at. So let, let that be, you rest into this that way. Um, I simply, and I think that if, if we do that, um, we'll find that death doesn't have to be quite so terrifying. And life en route to death doesn't have to be quite so terrifying. Or rather, we don't have to be so gripped by fear. There are emotions, thoughts, feelings beyond the fear, too. Wonderful. Do you both give lectures or workshops, or how can people find out more? Yeah, Shoshana and I both do speak on this subject, sometimes together, sometimes separately. I, I, uh, a lot of my work is in, in, in public speaking and just sort of beating this drum uh, out in the world. Um, you can find us both uh, through that website. Um, we both have Twitter accounts, etc. And Shosh, you can lob in some more info here, too. I know on Instagram. Yeah, the we way. have... Yeah, we have an Instagram group that's named after the book. We have a Facebook group named after the book. So lots of places to get together um, and talk about this stuff, the issues in the book, and also we do announce our speaking engagements in those places. Wonderful. All right. So, again, the website is abgtte.com. The book is right. A Beginner's Guide to the End, Practical Advice for Living Life and Facing Death by Dr. B.J. Miller. MD, and Shoshana Berger. Thank you both for coming on the program. It was very inspiring and enlightening and nurturing. Thank you. Mm. Oh, it was a pleasure Thank to you, talk Patricia. to you, Patricia. Thank you. Awesome. All right, stay on, you. stay on the line for a second. All right. That wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Uh, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, or if you'd like to get a copy of my newsletter to see all these wonderful guests that I have on each week, you can write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.